Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week I'm speaking to Megan Barkley, Will Rubin and Alex Hayes, three of the team behind 34-1 magazine. They're all students at Kingston School of Art here in London, and they got together last year while they were studying abroad on the Erasmus programme, which allows students to study away from home at universities across the EU. They realised that Brexit could mean Britain dropping out of Erasmus, and they wanted to draw attention to the fact that future British students might not have the same opportunities that they were enjoying for studying in Europe. Of course, as with pretty much everything to do with Brexit, nobody actually knows what will happen to Erasmus if and when Britain leaves the EU. And it's important to note that while they're all politically motivated, this is definitely not a political magazine. Instead, they're focused on featuring the creative work made by students studying on Erasmus to show the sort of opportunities that would be lost if the scheme was suddenly not accessible. I'm recording this on Friday the 13th of December and we woke up this morning to a landslide Conservative victory from yesterday's general election so it looks like Brexit will accelerate now meaning this magazine is going to be more necessary than ever so I hope that you'll enjoy this conversation with Megan, Will and Alex from 34-1. Uh, okay, so uh, Megan, Will, Alex, thank you so much for coming over. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Uh, so you are three of the people behind 34-1, which is really, really interesting magazine inspired largely by Brexit and we're meeting on an auspicious day, <laughs> the day before the general election. So who, who wants to tell me a little bit about where this magazine came from and the ideas behind it? Yeah, so um, the magazine came from, uh, we were all, six of us were working in Berlin. We were all on Erasmus. In fact, three of us were in different countries, but we all came together at Christmas time and uh, we were all studying on the Erasmus scheme. And we were really concerned and uh, had a worry that the Erasmus scheme might not happen anymore because of Brexit. And the work that we were all producing was so really, it was really inspiring that we were all creating such um, great work whilst we were out there, working for various design agencies and um, one of them worked for the Berlin Film Society. So our constant conversation was about the work we were producing and we just wanted to showcase um, the other work that was being made possible because of the Erasmus scheme. And so did you all know each other before you got to Berlin? Were you all studying together in London? Yeah, so we're all from Kingston School of Art, so big up Kingston, Uh, and uh, five out of six of us are actually on the graphic design course, so we knew each other fairly well, and then Eugene, our other one, is from film, so a tiny bit of diversity in there, but... Yeah, we knew each other fairly well. Okay, all right, okay. So the, so you guys are together in Berlin. Some of you are living in Berlin, but others like, had just like come in for Christmas, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So we must be talking like literally a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it started, the, so the conversation in my head personally started uh, just leading up to Christmas. And then I finished an internship and uh, had just published a book with that intern and thought, uh, with whilst the studio I was interning for, and thought that I wanted all of the control of that. I wanted to do the content as well. So then um, we, we worked from, it was from January the conversation happened where we kind of approached each other and from January it all began, the process began mm-hmm. in yeah. 2019. I mean, we can give the credit to Will. Will kind of sat us down and said... We should do something. And got us all hyped up. But yeah, it was pretty. Any magazine needs that one person. There needs to be one person who's like, come on, 
I know you've got other stuff happening at the moment, but okay, so Will, so you're the driving force, and then the other guys, how, how much persuading did it take for others? Hardly anything. I think <laughs> once we had the idea, um, it was firstly me and Meg, because we live with Will, and then you just pitched it to the other guys, and they were so keen. Yeah. yeah. So what was it then about the idea of a printed magazine? Because uh, I totally get that you're like having this like formative experience off in Europe and you want to somehow record that but but why a print magazine I think uh, the there's there's a, a form of uh, like luxury in a print magazine like we wanted um, we're all kind of nerds in that we want we wanted to design something that we could physically hold and was really tangible um, and also print is an archive of all of the work that is produced the, all of the content we've made is a comment of that year. It is an archive of that year specifically. Um, so it was pretty clear to us that it was going to be issue one was this year, issue two is next year. Yeah. And is there any kind of, so you're at Kingston, is this counting towards any courses or do you get any credit for this academically? No, we don't get any credit for it, but we can put it in our portfolio and they'll see that we've spent time on this. We're doing a workshop tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we will benefit in that respect. Right, sure, sure. And I think one of the things that I found most interesting about it is, so the, the title is 34 minus 1. So I'm guessing, is that like to do with member states and then the UK coming out? Uh, it's specifically Erasmus. So we've got a lot of backlash at our launch. We had like a comments wall. A lot of people were like, there are not 34 <laughs> countries in the European Union. And we were like, guys, it's Erasmus. <laughs> so there are um, participating countries in Erasmus that aren't in European Union, which is really interesting. So it's like, you know, it's even more open, which I think we're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the name of the magazine is, is about the fact that Britain is going to be missing f- like from this scheme. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Potentially. But the content really focuses on work done by students. I mean, like you say in your opening letter, you explain your motivation. But then for the magazine, rather than focusing on politics, you focus on the work done. So what's the thinking behind behind this? I think, uh, I mean, we're very passionate about politics, but not in a kind of government politics sense. I think to me personally, and maybe I speak for some others, like, politics or kind of social things like society is so much more than government politics and so if we're talking about something like open borders you don't literally need to say like oh I got to travel here you can say look at the amazing work I did and this is maybe as a result of being able to travel like I think when we're talking about politics sometimes people get close their ears and get confused like I definitely do so being able to be a platform for artists who are just doing their thing anyway just is definitely more exciting to me. We are not, we don't practice politics. Like we are creatives, that's what we know and what we can share. Um, I think coming across on a different spectrum is just a lot harder. So basically you you felt more comfortable talking about this creative work. So so then how do you go about choosing the work that you're gonna include? Because when your magazine is that, it's it's a selection of creative work. That means that your selection is, it's the be all and end all. Mm. Yeah, so um, we asked for submissions. I don't know if that is like clear in it, but we basically did a call out. We probably sent like over a thousand emails to universities, uh, places we knew where Erasmus was happening, you know, through friends, connections, and asked people to submit work. Mm-hmm. And then obviously from that, yeah, there was the curation stage. So me and Alex are like 
two or three of the creation team and we basically sat down and looked at all the amazing projects and you know some obviously there's that first thing of like certain standard some that didn't really fit the brief um and then it was trickier decisions like you know friends submitted work and we were like do we just take them on because they're our friend or actually do we choose this person who's from Serbia and actually maybe their work doesn't have the same refined standard but they're from Serbia and we really need this kind of overarching diverse range of people and I think those were like difficult decisions but really like exciting challenges I really enjoyed that. So what were the answers? The answers were choose the really lovely illustrations from Serbia (laughs) and unfortunately not let some of our friends in but you know there's always other stuff and that was with a friend conversation like their work is beautiful but not for this right now. And so you were saying just before we started recording this that you've got an event happening tomorrow night, is it? Tonight. Sorry, tonight. <laughs> Sorry. A much tighter deadline. <laughs> so the, so what, what's going on with that tonight? So we have called it 34 minus 1 plus changing politics and we are hosting, it's at the Peckham Pelican, uh, and we're hosting three creatives, uh, Laura Gordon, who's a socially and politically led research-based practitioner, <laughs> designer and lecturer, uh, Laurie Avon, who is a half of Minute Books, and uh, he's an illustrator who's got um, a politically and socially led practice, as well as Elliot Lord, who's a new contemporary nominee, fine artist, um, who's also politically led. So we are encouraging that we've got them to talk, they're going to do a presentation and talk about their practice, and then we're hosting a workshop after that. And the workshop is a, a poster zine workshop and we're going to get people to uh, comment on the prompts that we have and then we get a zine of multiple people's opinions that they can take away. So with all of these things that you've got going on, what is the unifying thread? What's the thing that you want to achieve with all of this? I think the, uh, the, the, the core value of 34-1 is talking about cultural uh, exchange and open borders and... We don't want the looming um, Brexit. We don't want Brexit to stop cultural exchange. Uh, and we, we want to promote the idea that you get so much inspiration from experiencing different countries and experiencing different people outside of, especially the university bubble that we're in. Um, just being out on the Erasmus scheme, it made us see... I mean, Berlin specifically is a cultural hub of Europe. So there's um, so much to experience just in that city and that kind of opened up the, the doors of potential for us. We thought we don't want people to be denied that opportunity. And is it a threat then with, with Brexit? Is it a threat that the UK will no longer be in the Erasmus scheme? Yeah, um, apparently, I mean, I don't know if this is... Basically, we leave with no deal, Erasmus stops, it gets cut in that moment. Um, and I think, I don't know what the further discussions are around it, but yeah, it's pretty threatened. So I guess this is just one more conversation which is going on because nobody knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know what's going to go exactly. on. Even, even our tutor um, pitching Erasmus to the year below was saying, like, it could be cut, so don't get your hopes so up. So get really excited, and then it could be cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and so obviously, I mean, there's so much of this has been built specifically around Erasmus. Mm. Do they know about you? Are they aware of what you're doing? They are hard to infiltrate. <laughs> we sent emails and kind of got the natural response like, oh yeah, get in contact with this person, maybe we can put you on the newsletter. Or people were like, oh, you should apply for Erasmus funding. But we were like, you're misunderstanding us. Like, we have Erasmus funding, we're on Erasmus. Like, And also similarly with like the EU, because they obviously give out loads of amazing funding. And there, there just didn't seem to be a way in for us. But honestly, I'm like, you guys don't even know what we've done for you. Like, this is the perfect advert and you're not getting it. But 
yeah, I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe we should send them our stack nomination and be like, guys, <laughs> they still won't get it. I don't know. Well, so the, yes, you certainly should. You should send them the, the, the commendation badge. Um, so you're already speaking about issue two, which sounds promising, sounds like the, that's going to go ahead. Are you going to be making any big changes to what you did with issue one? Yes. Definitely. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, issue one for us was a complete teething phase. We we try to figure out, we're, we're, we're not professionals, um, we're trying to get to that stage, but we're a group of students who are keen to make a print magazine and we tried and we did it and we've done... Um, for our standards, very well. So oh, we did really well. Okay, we'll give you yeah. ourselves more credit. Um, so <laughs> issue two for us is a lot more refinement of content. Uh, we now have a much bigger reach, so hopefully the content we get, submissions or uh, otherwise, is going to be a lot more refined. Uh, we're moving potentially away from the Erasmus scheme and talking about a unified Europe in general. Um, because we also want it to stay really relevant to us. The, this is such a passion project for us, so we want to be constantly enthralled by the idea of working on it. Mm. Um, we want to grow with it. Exactly. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Erasmus was a year-long thing for us. Mm. And, um, it's over now. <laughs> yeah, and now, yeah. And presumably, I mean, so you're in your final year now, so by the time this second issue comes out, mm-hmm. you won't be students, or you won't be undergraduate students anymore. So the, is that part of your consideration in moving it on away from Erasmus? Yeah, I think also that thing of our networks are like constantly growing. So it's definitely a big pressure on, or not pressure, but an exciting thing like, Erasmus was a great in and that was a great chance to reach people mm. and now as we develop it like I'm definitely as a kind of curation team I'm definitely passionate that there's an opportunity to like reach out to so many different people mm. it's definitely like scary because I feel like my network is strong in like Berlin and Kingston yeah, exactly. but actually now I'm like okay so now we're going to do a magazine about Europe and it can be anyone almost how where do I even begin um, so that's like scary but really exciting and I think like you said, as I move out of being a student, I think I want to like move with that. Not to say students aren't important, and we would still include students. It's just it, we're opening it out. But I think our, our networks will grow in the sense that when we get jobs or internships elsewhere in Europe, that will really help um, communicate the magazine yeah. for the next issue. And also, I mean, moving on from content as well, like we, we're focusing on um, sustainability is a big point of our publication now because obviously we are print. Uh, and it was difficult to be really in close contact with printers whilst we were in Germany. Um, and then like we designed it all in Germany, sent it to print in Latvia, and then it got delivered in London. So to now have um, the, the funding, the, the, the reach of like, working with printers in London, um, and also having close contact with printers in London so we can talk about like shaving off millimetres to get to fit onto one spread or mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, honestly, when I am, um, like we're all very socially passionate and I think unfortunately the sustainability got lost in our first issue where we kind of made sacrifices, you know, to get a cheaper thing for what we wanted. But um, shout out to, it's freezing in LA because we're like, we're friends with some of them and some of them made a really lovely point which was like they work so closely with their printers and obviously that's totally on their remit like they're a climate change magazine but you know that should be on everyone's remit so it's, it's going on ours no, and, and I mean all printers as well will tell you like go and speak to them as early as possible right? rather than like we've got some PDFs that we want you to print now like they yeah. you know because yeah they can do that they can like talk to you about the format and the size and, mm. and make changes 
you mentioned funding just now. So you had a Kickstarter campaign for the first one, which raised £764. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound like it's enough money to print this magazine. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. And um, I would shout out like the Erasmus scheme for the kind of financial support that it does give, because, you know, we do not take that privilege lightly as well as the privilege of living abroad and, you know, being able to go abroad. So that played a big part of it. Um, A couple of us, me included, did a lot of unpaid internships um, that I also don't agree with, but that was my choice. And so, yeah, money came out of our pocket a lot. But like Will said, this is a massive passion project. And so, yeah, it was a privilege and we chose really nice printing choices, but it cost money. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You have to sacrifice things for the things that you love, so... <laughs> <That's deep. laughs> so then how about issue two is it is there going to be another kickstarter what, what are you doing with that um we're definitely going to do fundraising events as well so there there will be a kickstarter and we actually um got in contact with a kickstarter at the stack awards Good. um so we're now in conversations about potentially doing another kickstarter because that was so successful the first time but obviously because it was probably a lot of family and friends that donated the money they probably won't do that again for issue two so but now we've got an audience so the um the idea of people wanting to see issue two would be kind of fulfilled through a kickstarter um but yeah we want to do uh we've got a lot of we've got a really great creative network of djs and musicians and so we potentially will do event nights in the next few um, months to raise money. Yeah, we want to put on a party. So look out for that. If we learn anything from Berlin, it's how to put on a party. So we're coming for London now, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right, well, I'm really looking forward to seeing all of that when it starts to bubble up and come up. Have have you got any idea of when that's going to happen? Yeah, we, we, yeah, conversation will start as soon as possible and then hopefully same time next year. So we launched in, oh my God, when was it? May. September, it was September, September the, the first week of September it launched. Oh, the um, so we'll probably do that again next year, hopefully. We, we have basically, so we're all writing our dissertations right now. Shout out to anyone writing the dissertation and <laughs> say like, once our hands in, we're going to have our first meeting about ICT. Yeah. And Christmas, does that fit in there somewhere? No, we're going out of Christmas now. <laughs> <laughs> the cold heart of independent publishers <laughs> do not stop for Christmas. All right, well, it's so nice to meet you all properly. Uh, and uh, really good luck with this. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. Okay, that's all for this week. I would like to say thanks again to the three of them for coming over and speaking to me and best of luck with their dissertations and issue two coming after that. As I said at the start, I'm recording this on the 13th of December, so if you're listening to this soon after it's released, you might be on the lookout for Christmas presents at the moment. If that's the case, please head over to stackmagazines.com forward slash Christmas to see the offers we have available there. All of our gift subscriptions come with an instantly downloadable gift card, so you can give Stack as a gift right up until midnight on Christmas Eve and still have something to print out or forward on to show what you've bought. Thanks very much for listening to this one. We'll be back next week with one more episode of the Stack Podcast before the big Christmas break.